0: Little honey bees flying around Little green peas From the ground Butter milk biscuits Nice and brown Bring it to the farm Table Butter beans peas beets, and chard Chickens running in the yard Catfish frying In that lard Bring it to the TNC farm Table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table.
1: Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table. This show is dedicated to the people of our Appalachian region who produce, prepare, and preserve our local foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess, Amy Campbell. Our theme song was graciously sung, arranged, and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee. We are so proud of this talented 14-year-old Tennessee talent. Today, we are setting the table with pawpaw fruit, sometimes called Mountain Banana, or mountain nanner, with a taste that is sort of a cross between a mango and a banana. When they're ripe, they're about the size of a potato that you can hold in the palm of your hand, and they're indigenous to our area, found mostly in wet areas and along creek banks and areas that are moist. It is a real treat if you can find them, because the critters a lot of times find them before we do, our guest on this topic of the paw is Professor of Biology Charlie Quitt from the University of Tennessee. Fred Sossman has a potluck radio segment on Zazor's Restaurant in Chattanooga, Tennessee. This is one of Tennessee's oldest restaurants established by Charlie Zazor, a Lebanese immigrant who established this restaurant in 1918. In Fred's Potluck Radio segment, he shares the voice of Shirley Fuller, who has passed away now, and Shirley was Charlie's granddaughter. I've got some news about some upcoming farm and food-related events in our region, including a new fall CSA offered by partners David Lay Farms and Bales Farms. Thank you so much for your good company here today at our Tennessee table. I really appreciate you tuning into the podcast or by radio. Now, let's get started. Our first guest is Charlie Quitt. He is a professor of biology from the University of Tennessee, and he's going to give us a scientific perspective on the pawpaw right now. Will you tell us essentially what you you do
0: here, Charlie?
2: Sure, sure. Uh... I'm an assistant professor in the Department of Forestry, Wildlife, and Fisheries. My area of expertise is in the world of wildlife plant interactions, and in particular, my research area has mainly been involved in seed dispersal, uh, which involves animals moving seeds in our landscape, which is part of our subject here today, I suppose yeah it's a great it's a great setup here to to be talking about fruits today with you
1: good well i really thank you for sparing some time Your time so thanks you're welcome well okay we're talking about the pawpaw fruit is it native to this area
2: it is so we're going to just we'll call it a fruit because we're interested today in in fruits and things that people eat and so our pawpaws are our fruits that are found on a Species of, of, I'll call it a small tree, sub shrub, or tree that grows in wetter areas in this part of the world. It's actually found throughout eastern North America. It gets further up from here, goes further down from here. Um,
1: What's it look like and what does it taste like?
2: So what are some things that we can look for to identify this in, in, in the fields? When I stumble across a pawpaw patch, there are usually a lot of stems of it. And it's partly due to its clonal nature so it it has uh, underground connections and so you'll often find a clonal patch of it. Oh. The other thing, then, they're not that tall. The tallest trees can get upwards of 20 feet maybe or more but they're generally lower stature than that one nice giveaway is it has a very big leaf compared to most things around it and for those of you in the know if you take one of those leaves off and crush it up it'll have a real distinctive smell or odor to it
0: Hmm? well
1: so the fruit what do people do with it?
2: So this this particular plant species, which is native to our area, it's a plant that is embedded in Appalachian folklore. People who have lived in this area for a while have have used this plant for all types of reasons in the past, including the fruits. And so as far as some of the closest things that the fruit may resemble, I view it as some sort of combination of custardy banana type of it's it's pretty fleshy. The fruits are rather large when they do fruit, and they have big seeds. But inside these fruits, the 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 pulp in there is extremely tasty. Bananas, I think of when I when I eat pawpaw. Yeah, sometimes we're lucky as humans to actually be able to get our yes. pawpaw fruits because so many other mammals out there are much more interested in, in them than, than we are and maybe those plants are in hard to get to places sometimes mm-hmm. um, and they have first crack at those and those are primarily arboreal types of animals that are able to get up into the plants that have those fruits probably get to them before they fall to mm-hmm. the ground so that would be a case unlike persimmon where raccoons and possums are going into these plants that are a little bit taller than us, so we can't get to those fruits, uh, they're going to get to them before we can.
1: Well, my goodness, there's such a history of old mountain music that talks about the pawpaw plants, the possum up a pawpaw tree, (laughs) and all that kind of thing. And and Charlie quit. I just thank you for sparing some time and talking about pawpaws today. Well,
2: thank you very much. It's been great.
1: Yeah. And if you just joined us, you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. And we've just heard from Professor Charlie Quitt from the University of Tennessee on the topic of the pawpaw. It's really easy to plant a pawpaw tree in your yard or farm, or better yet, a cluster of them in a moist area. And a reliable and well-established business who deals with these that I know of is Avi Askey, who owns Overhill Gardens in Monroe County, Tennessee. They sell pawpaw trees and install them if needed. They have propagated, saved, sold, and installed native Tennessee plant and tree species for the past 20 years, and you can find Overhill Gardens booth every Saturday at the Market Square Farmers Market in downtown Knoxville. Overhill Gardens does not sponsor this show or anything. They just offer good products, and I know that they're guaranteed. And I'm a fan of what they do because they help to promote our indigenous Tennessee species of plants and trees. So I just like to let people know about them. And a delicious recipe that uses the pulp of the pawpaw is a recipe for pawpaw butter. It follows the same basic recipe that you use for making peach butter, but you just substitute the pawpaw pulp for the peach pulp, and you don't eat the seed or the skin, and the pulp will turn brown real quickly if you don't use lemon juice. I've posted this recipe for pawpaw butter on my website, tennesseefarmtable.com, under that link that says listen to the show. In terms of finding a source where you can buy pawpaw fruit, I know that Gem Farm, that is spelled G-E-M, and David Lay Farms both deal with these, and also a the best resource that I know of on finding specific growers and specific foods in East Tennessee is Nourish Knoxville's food guide, and they have the food guide posted online at nourishknoxville.org. And as always, links to all of my guests and things that I mention, as well as the recipe, online tennesseefarmtable.com under that link that says, listen to the show. Coming up, we hear Fred Sossman in his potluck radio segment on Zanzor's, one of Tennessee's oldest restaurants, and several upcoming food and farm-related events in our area. First, how about if we hear this old folk song? It's in the public domain and not attributed to any particular songwriter. Here's a version performed by Brian Chalker and the Road Band. It is Way Down Yonder in the Pawpaw Patch.
0: Where oh where is pretty Liza? Where oh where is pretty little Liza? Where oh where is pretty little Liza? Where, oh, where Way down yonder poor poor patch <laughs>
3: Piddle lizard where a oh, where is Piddle did a lizard where a oh, where is Piddle did a lizard way in the fall patch picking up four boys in the pocket picking up four boys in the pocket picking up four picking in the pocket way down in the fall patch come on board the school and find her come on board the school and find Come on, board, let's go and find a way down yonder in the fall patch. We'll big paw balls, put them in the pockets, we'll big four balls, put them in the pockets, we'll big paw balls, put them in the pockets, wait and gunner in the fall for patch. Come on, board, let's go and find a come on board, let's go and find a come on board, let's go and find a way down and in the fall-poe
1: patch. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table is brought to you in part by Century Harvest Farms and Century Harvest Farms Foundation in Greenback, Tennessee, a sustainable farm in East Tennessee producing 100% grass-fed beef and other wholesome farm products, preservative-free grass-fed charcuterie, preserves, pickles, and jams, also home to the community-serving, food-insecurity-fighting Century Harvest Farms Foundation and hosting the Century Harvest Fall Festival on the farm October 6th from 12 until 6, with the theme, Food Insecurity is Scary, with sustainably sourced and produced foods, kids' play area, pumpkin carving, a spooky scavenger hunt, hay rides face painting, local live music, and for adults, the Oktoberfest beer garden, all supporting the mission of the Century Harvest Farms Foundation from the Ground Up program. Details at centuryharvest.com And here are a few events happening in our area that you might be interested in. Brought to you by regional nonprofit organizations that are food or farming related. And details and links to all of these activities and all of my guests can be found every week on my website TennesseeFarmTable.com under that link that says "Listen to the Show." The 11th annual Pesto Festo, hosted by Slow Food Tennessee Valley, will be held Saturday, September 15th, from 5 until 10 p.m. at the White Barn at Cruz Farm in East Knoxville. The event includes a multi-course dinner, the traditional pesto contest, and a silent auction that celebrates the local food movement. This is a zero-waste, ticketed event. The third annual Seed Swap will be held Saturday, October 27th from 1 o'clock until 3 p.m. at Wilson Fine Gardens in Knoxville, Tennessee. Please bring plenty of envelopes and seed to share. And David Lay Farms in the Goshen Valley in Tennessee has partnered with Bales Farms of Mosheim, Tennessee to offer a fall CSA. This is Barry Bales, the guy who's played for 30 years with Alison Krause in Union Station and he's won 15 Grammy Awards. So he and David, who's also a bluegrass picker, have partnered to offer the fall CSA for both vegetables and sustainably raised protein. I found David this past Wednesday at the Market Square Farmers Market in Knoxville, and let's hear David describe this CSA.
4: Hey, David.
1: Hey. How are you? I know you're hot and just want to
4: get home. I don't
1: blame you. So, you've got this new CSA you're dealing with, Barry Bales.
5: Yep. Hold on. Uh, we've- we're partnering with Bales Farms from Greene County, Tennessee this year. Of course, most people know that know who Barry is. is the bass player for Allison Krause and Union Station and the Earls of Leicester. But uh, Barry's like myself; his passion is really farming, and we're in very similar situations. Barry and Allison live on his grandfather's farm, just like we do, and That's right. uh, we're going to. Uh, offer a protein option with Bales Farms. Each week it'll rotate between ground beef, sausage, uh, eggs, Marshall's, their son's world famous eggs, yeah. and, uh, uh, and just rotate around each week. And then we'll have um, cabbage and broccoli and cauliflower, collards, kale, spinach, turnips, beets, carrots, greenhouse tomatoes as always, and Hopefully it will cool off enough we can get back in the lettuce business because these 95 degree days are killing us in the lettuce.
1: Well, how do people get signed up?
5: We have a David Lay Farms Facebook page and there is a note on there and you can uh, find out what we need, but basically all we need is your name, address, uh, phone number, email address and a check.
1: When do you suggest people join by?
5: uh hopefully before the end of september okay and then we have added some folks after the we've started and then we just prorated according to how far along we are
1: good deal. Well, David Lee, thanks for letting us know about it.
5: Thanks, Amy. Always a pleasure to be around you. You're a sweetheart.
1: Well, right back at you. And you're quite the bluegrass picker, and I appreciate
5: that. Well, Linda's the bluegrasser in our family. I'm just lucky to be along because of her.
1: Well, she is a great singer. Thank you, David. You're welcome.
5: Thank you, Amy. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
3: Uh, This is Stan Brock of Remote Area Medical at RamUSA.org, and you're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table.
1: Now let's join our friend Fred Sossman from Johnson City, Tennessee.
3: This is Potluck Radio. I'm Fred Sossman. Zarzour's in Chattanooga is one of Tennessee's very oldest restaurants. Charlie Zarzour, an immigrant from the Middle East, opened it in 1918, the year that Spanish flu killed his wife Nazira. The late Shirley Fuller was their granddaughter.
4: He never remarried. He raised his family alone. He was wonderful, happy, loved everybody.
3: Several years ago, Shirley took me on a tour of the restaurant.
4: This was my Uncle George's ham radio shop. He lived here with my Aunt Rose and my father. I guess my favorite picture is um, of my grandfather. That's my daddy and his two brothers. And it looks like at Christmas time because there were boxes of fruit. That's when people used to have fruit stands outside. This is my wedding reception held here.
3: At home, the Zarzor family serves Middle Eastern kibbeh, stuffed squash and tabbouleh salad, but at the restaurant, the menu is mostly southern.
4: Well, what we sell every day the most of is turnip greens and our entrees change. We have an open-faced roast beef on Friday and fried flounder on Friday. Tuesday is usually baked spaghetti with a good cheese on it. We're famous for our cornbread cooked in an iron skillet the real southern food and people when they come through that door feel the warmth in here there's so much history
3: here Shirley Fuller died in 2015 but Zarzo's continues run by Shirley's son Joe and daughter-in-law Shannon for Potluck Radio in Chattanooga Tennessee I'm Fred Sausman
1: In addition to the Tennessee Farm Table show as a podcast, the program is also a radio show which is broadcast every Saturday morning from 9 to 9.30 a.m. on the radio waves from the WDVX Knoxville studio in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. WDVX is a non-commercial, listener-supported radio station and does not receive any support from universities or national public radio. Support for WDVX Radio comes from homegrown listeners like yourselves, volunteers, and businesses who believe in the mission of WDVX. WDVX delivers a hearty helping of variety programming for the whole community 24-7 for over 20 years now. Details at WDVX.com. with Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website tennesseefarmtable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories.